Welcome to the Lifesaver podcast. Um, my name is Eric Reed, and today I have Tatiana Reed with me, creator extraordinaire. Tell us who is Tati? What what are you all about? And how's your life going? And uh, what sort of things do you like? And what sort of things do you hate? I love baking, and I love. I'm really excited. I love the like philosophy and psychology and trying to mix those together and uh, well you came to the right place (laughs) yeah we definitely love psychology and philosophy and life stuff oh is there one thing one other thing you want to tell the audience about me my dad oh oh that's right i'm your dad (laughs) (laughs) as far as you know i'm your dad (laughs) yeah you're lucky I'm joking, but I'm lucky because you're actually pretty awesome daughter. <laughs> um, Talk, speak, let us know what's going on. Who's Tatiana Reed? What are some of your favorite memories? What are you looking forward to? What things do you hate? What things do you love? Uh, I love teasing Cody and... Your I, brother? Yes. Cody, okay. I, I don't like him. No. <laughs> Nobody likes him. For people who don't know us, we kid a lot. <laughs> I I like um a lot of like creative music, art, writing, uh photography, um and like making like gifts, kind of like 3D, um hands-on, kind of like yeah, tangible. Cool. I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, I went to a Montessori school, so it's kind of like Ingrained in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> Hands-on interaction with the world and creating. And you are very creative, I must say. From little, these cute little gifts that you give that are handmade, little paper, like envelopes and cards with pictures on them. And just uh, really cool stuff to uh, creative baking, to uh, working with design software. You actually studied CAD. And how old are you? Two more months, and I'll finally be 16. Sweet 16. Yay. Awesome. And uh, you're on summer break right now. It's Mm -hmm. uh, June 23rd, 2021. How's school gone, and what are your plans for school? you got two more years. And what are your plans after school? Or, like most people, do you have no idea? I pretty much have no idea. I'm planning for to do things uh, in order to hopefully find because I know I have like lots of passions. So I um, I want to like figure out. I'm sure you know, there's got to be at least one thing. Maybe there's not one thing, but I am only 15, so I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Good for you. So- <laughs> Good for you. That's it's important to you know give yourself a freaking break and just be like you know what. Well, that's not going to happen. But. Um, what's that? <laughs> that's not going to happen. <laughs> what? It's kind of hard for, personally, it's hard. I, I I think about that a lot. It's To give yourself a break. It, yeah, it's kind of hard for me to give myself a break. Yeah, because you really want to figure I it out. I care a lot. <laughs> yeah, and that's great. That's good for you, and you should give yourself lots of opportunity to figure it out and, you know, change along the way. And like I mentioned in the book, Lifesaver, um, there's actually a section on finding yourself 
Actually, that may be a whole chapter. I can't, I think it is actually. Um, so lame. <laughs> I can't remember my own book, but um, I dedicate a lot of time to that. Just how important it is to find what's important to you and not what society expects of you. And it, it's not a straight path. It's, uh, there's a lot of looping around and, you know, trying this and trying that and thinking you might want to do something and then not, you know, and then you do it. The main thing though is to do it. Do whatever you think you might be interested in so you can quickly figure out, oh no, that's not what I want to do. And then you can move on to the next thing and then that door can be closed. Uh, so you don't have to wonder about it, you know. Let me spray the cat and Cody. <laughs> <laughs> that is my greatest joy in life. Um, <laughs> that's what to give me for my birthday. Big spray bottle. Uh, yeah, but uh, it's so important to give yourself time to figure it out. Let me see if I can find that in the book here. Yeah, chapter seven. Finding Ourselves. This is from Lifesaver, Treasuring Our Gift of Life. Finding Ourselves. Finding Ourselves is not some hokey, impractical pursuit that's only appropriate for hippies and oversensitive youth. To the contrary, finding ourselves is one of the hardest and most important endeavors we can undertake in and for our life. It is only by finding ourselves that we can finally and fully understand our own standards passions, and purposes in life. There's a quote here from Kenichi Omei. Rowing harder doesn't help if the boat is headed in the wrong direction. And the idea there, if we don't know ourselves, we can't know what we most truly and deeply want. And so if we don't know that, we can put a lot of effort into something and it actually leaves us having spent our life on something that's really pretty empty for us. The problem with finding ourselves is we don't get the immediate validation of being on a set path, which most people fall into that trap um, of, I want to look like I'm successful. I want to look like I'm doing something with my life. So I'm going to put myself on a path that is going to look impressive to other people. And then I have a set identity. And then I can tell people, I am this. I am a lawyer. I am going to be a lawyer or whatever a doctor or whatever. It feels good in the early years because you can tell people very simply, this is what I am. And they they can go, oh, good for you. But what happens is if that's not really who you are, which oftentimes for most of us, we don't really figure that out until we've engaged with life a lot. And we need to give ourselves permission to do that, to engage with life and figure out what truly hits deep inside of us. For what's meaningful. But most people don't do that because it's too hard because, well, for one thing, it is simply hard. Um, uncertainty. Uncertainty is really hard, but it's necessary if you're going to find out what really sparks you. And that means trying out a lot of stuff. Some people figure it out very early on, but that's really the minority, in my opinion. And for most of us, honestly, like 95% of us, it requires we're interested in so many things possibly that we, we've got to go out and try those things and then just be like, oh no, that actually is not what I l- want to do. It involves closing a lot of doors by trying them, uh, in my humble opinion. And then eventually you start to kind of funnel your way organically into, okay, well, I've tried all these interests, but actually, you know what? 
And sometimes it's something you never even thought of before you tried a lot of things. And then you try this thing and you're like, oh man, actually I never even thought I'd be interested in this, but I'm totally interested in this. I like doing it. It's meaningful for me. Anyway, that's my rant on that. Uh, but it sounds like that's what you're doing, which is cool, particularly since you're only barely 16, almost 16. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, the that's definitely the, I just remember you were saying like the uncertainty is so important. It's so, at least for me, like paralyzing. It's so scary, yeah. but I also have kind of learned to really love that feeling of uncertainty because it's mm. like, I know that it stimulates my brain yeah. because I'm, I'm thinking about it Cool. and I, I tend to make more um, realistic <laughs> choices and and explore things you know ask the questions that need to be asked exactly them, instead of just ignoring them yeah exactly being okay with that uncertainty while not liking it not always liking it but being okay with that as the process needs to be gone through and then just and then you're it activates your brain even understanding the questions that you have and being honest about those questions with yourself whereas a lot of people won't even be honest about those that they have questions. They'll just be like, no, I, I need to I need to have a set identity so I can fit in and people know what to think of me. And then I can be viewed as this. Well, then they don't even look. They don't they don't even try because they're so invested in that one identity that they set themselves on. And they'll invest so much into it that it's and then it's good money chasing bad money. It's well, I've already put five years into this, so I, I can't give up on it now, even though I really don't get much meaning from it. I can't give up now because this is my identity and every, everybody sees me this way. And then they do 10 years and then it gets even harder to get out of it because who would I be without this? You know, but I can't give up, you know, but I don't like it. It doesn't touch my deepest soul, but I can't give up on it. And then they spend their whole life that way and they never really lived and expressed their deepest self. Whereas if they had been okay with the uncertainty in the beginning, you know, their friends will be like, oh, what are you doing with your life? Well, you know, that's a hard question to answer. It is. I did it. I, it just it felt awful. But, but I knew deep down inside, I cannot settle for something that's going to make me shape myself into something that is not really me. I'm not counting just making money to pay your bills because you have to do that. You know, that's not what we're talking about here. So you do any job to pay your bills. But, but in terms of finding that thing that really deeply speaks to you, and is the most important thing to you. For most of us, that just takes a lot of life experience. So kudos to you for <laughs> in engaging in that process. Even that's that's hard. Sorry, go ahead. I took it over again. Am I like just talking about myself? Yeah. Um. Whatever. And you can switch subjects anytime that it occurs to you. So like you can switch it to, hey, you got any new boyfriends? Or uh, or girlfriends. Um, do you have a new girlfriend? <laughs> do I? Yeah. No, I'm stuck with the same old girlfriend. <laughs> the love of my life. Um, the one lady that I am truly passionately in love with. So we'll play this for her later. So yeah. <laughs> she can blush and be like, aw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, school, relationships. We're coming out of COVID. You know, so that was weird. Basically a year and a half of weirdness. Um, you didn't really get to engage with people in your sophomore year, which is, and and you you were starting to get really confident in your sophomore year, uh, and 
you can feel free to talk about that stuff too. I'm not going to bring it up if you're not comfortable with it, but because um, that's personal psychology. But this is also the place for that, so I'll leave that up to you. But um, you were get started. You know, there's the awkward 13 year old, 14 year old, eighth grade, ninth grade. It's pretty miserable for a lot of people. But you were coming out of that in your sophomore year. And of course, that's when COVID, this past year has been COVID. And so you really didn't get to kind of use your new confidence with people. Although you did somewhat, you, know, you got into the, on the swim team, which was really cool. Um, but tell us a little bit about this past year and good things, bad things, whatever. Yeah, the, um, I, I've always felt um, like maybe I shouldn't say this out loud because, well, 2020 for me was literally just for me, just personally. I just, I grew so much and it was so great for me. And I'm so grateful for it. Oh, um, that's awesome. And I'm still definitely like trying to figure out who I am. And it, it, but it feels more like a normal kind of like teenager trying to figure out who I am instead of just like trying to figure it out and being paralyzed with fear right. the whole time. Yeah. And so like, yeah. uh, if I can, like before it was like you were drowning underwater and occasionally coming up for a breath. Yeah, for a few um, seconds. Right, for a few seconds. But this past year, like, you know, you have stresses obviously since then, like everybody does. Plus you're still a teenager, which is its own special... <laughs> Special kind of hell. <laughs> a special kind of hell and torture and anxiety and identity stuff. But at least you're at the normal teenager level of stress and anxiety instead of that most horrible torture of... Can't even begin to think. Like, so it's like, well, yeah, it's not fair. <laughs> paralyzed. Yeah, exactly. So tell us more about that. I think about this for hours. It's like the decision to start using medication was just, it's a little bit hard to believe that just like this little pill a day really saved me. It's also kind of perfect because of the, I'm all, I've always been you know, interested in the psychology and, mm -hmm. and, um, it is interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's something that's hard to describe. Um, I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff. Like, because I, um, I started medication myself, I don't know now, probably 20 years ago or something. Um, and it was a weird process and it, it fascinated me. It's still hard to put into words, but like, so at the time I was around 30 and I had a lot of social anxiety and I tried this medication. I was really afraid of trying the medication because I was afraid of losing my identity. And I did lose my identity. <laughs> and yet the new identity felt like my real identity. Yeah. It was very, very weird. It was very strange. It's like, well, it's just what I just said. I mean, this new identity that I at that time had had for maybe three to six months, like I could talk to people and like I could, I actually enjoyed engaging with people, which was just weird. And, and I felt like there's something wrong <laughs> that I was so able to function, <laughs> if that makes any sense. Like, I was concerned mm -hmm. that I wasn't concerned. Mm -hmm. I, I just had this, like, these what I call these cortisol flutters. My heart would start racing because I, my heart wasn't racing. It's very strange. But then when I started to get used to it, I was like, well, this is truly me. But the, it had never been me. 
but it truly felt like, oh, this is my real self. This is who I've been waiting to be. But it, it wasn't my real self. My real self was for the past, the previous 30 years. That was my real self. This, this whole identity thing is so cool to me. Yeah. It's just, ah, it's just interesting. That's all, I guess. Uh, so yeah, so you're kind of going through that at first and still, um, or are you kind of more used to it now? Now I always just. It's been about a year since years. you started medication. Yeah, a year and okay. a month. Cool. Um, yeah, it's still like when I'm trying to describe, like, I talk about it all the time in my head, just like <laughs> thinking about it. And do I mean me or do I mean. Right. Uh, wait, who is me again? <laughs> right, yeah. Wait, which one is me? Exactly. Well, now, after I've taken the medication, I do feel a lot more like me. Um, like you're saying. And I do remember feeling like very similar to this before when I think probably um, when I started kind of losing it and needing medication. It um, it's probably with like puberty. So before that. That's an excellent but, point. Yeah. It's like, oh my God. I There's so many things that like people would say about me. I'm like, what? I don't think that was ever true. Or like, yeah, I remember that, but I can't do that anymore. Right. Like, I'm not there yet. And like, oh my God, I'm doing it. I just, yeah. I forgot I was like that. Yeah, that's, well, that's really interesting because um, that whole thing of self-consciousness, uh, you're talking about puberty and, and, and even a little before puberty, but um, like what I said is not right in terms of like my whole life before I took the medication because before probably like fifth grade and earlier, I was I was a different person than let's say sixth grade to seventh grade. I started changing, which we all do, but I started to get really like shy and self conscious, which I think we all do. But um, it was extra for me. It, but there is still that there was that period in my life for probably you know a good ten years where I didn't think that much about what I was saying, didn't really care. I just said it. And that's probably part of, you know, when we're human beings, we, we, in order to function in society, we have to, we have to become self-conscious at some point and, and to stop saying whatever we feel like saying and be like, oh, okay, well, there's repercussions for being a little child. Um, you have to start to be more aware of sort of social punishments and bad feelings inside when you say the wrong thing. So it's probably a natural thing to go through this process. But some people uh, have a hard time getting past that self-consciousness and it, it can get into a feedback loop where it gets worse and worse and worse and worse because it paralyzes you so much that you never get experience succeeding with other people. You're just so paralyzed. Maybe kind of like pissy then, just like angry at right. every, everybody. And yeah. And, and then, of course, people don't want to engage with you if you're pissy yeah. all the time. Plus, yeah. you're scared of engaging with people because mm -hmm. you say the wrong thing or whatever. And so you don't get experience building social skills out of that self-consciousness. And so you're always drowning. And so th there can be, you know, tips, you know, therapy tips of like, oh, well, just do this or do that or, or uh, speak more clearly or just be confident, you know, which is just useless <laughs> if your brain is paralyzed, you're probably not going to be able to use your imagination and like right. pretend to be confident. Yeah, that was like, always what it was for me. Yeah, exactly. And I it's like, we'll just be confident. Well, thanks a lot, but <laughs> how that you know, 
my, my brain is not letting me do that. And even if it's broken down into specific steps of social skills, which most people don't do, they just say, oh, just speak up for yourself. That's the lamest advice because I can't, is the truth. Like, if you're paralyzed emotionally, mentally, psychologically, you just can't, you know? And when you try, it comes off really awkward and you get more negative feedback from that. Yes. This is one reason medication is so important. It's so wonderful we live in the age we live in now uh, where, you know, you don't have to get on something horrible like lithium or something, which is for more extreme psychological conditions. There, there are medications that can truly just help you just function. Mm -hmm. They help you apply skills and help you to be able to apply also your character and your courage. There's a certain level of being paralyzed because of the drugs that are naturally in our body, in our brains, that we can't even try being courageous to some extent. That That's a tricky subject because you can always try to be courageous. We do have willpower, but in my opinion, the energy we have for willpower is limited. Um, it yeah. seems similar to like adrenaline where it's like, for me, like it was just exhausted after any, I mean, any amount of time, but especially, you know, a whole day or just a few hours at school or something, then it's like, there's, I don't have my willpower bar is empty. It's, exactly. It's, yeah. I don't have that kind of energy anymore. So. Yeah. And it feels like torture after a while it, to do a day after day after day, putting on that mask or armor or trying to be, you know, bright and confident. And then you're exhausted from doing that after a few hours. And then you go home and just like, oh my God, I just want to crawl in a corner and go to sleep mm -hmm. and sleep for three days. But you have to yeah. go back the next day and do the same thing. And you're ta already tapped out. It makes it feel like the world is against you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like, it makes you feel like giving up or like not giving up necessarily, but just like, oh my God. Whereas you take this particular medication that affects the serotonin or whatever. And after a few months of taking it, you wake up one day and you're like, you know what, that might actually be kind of fun to talk to people. And you're like, where the hell did that come from? <laughs> I've never felt like that would be, well, you would, you did before you were 10 years it's old, but so long. it's been so long That's of torture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then you start getting positive reinforcement from people. Because you actually kind of enjoy it, which is weird. And then they they can tell you enjoy it and they respond positively to that. And then you can you start building these social skills. But before you before you weren't even able to get your head above water, how do you interact with people when you're drowning? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like physically, like literally, if you're drowning and well, hold a conversation with me and be confident. <laughs> it's like, dude, it I'm feels. drowning. That's how it feels. <laughs> exactly. Every day, you're supposed to hold a conf confident conversation with people while you are actually under the physical water. Okay, good luck with that. <laughs> Most people have just better things to do than interact with people that just can barely move and right. don't want to, yeah. don't like them, it seems like. It's like, okay, dude, you're Ouch. weird. <laughs> well, I'm weird because I'm drowning, okay? Give me a break. <laughs> But people don't give you a break because they just want to live their lives, you yeah. know, um, which is understandable. I totally get it. But um, it's not their fault. It's, you know, the, the chemistry in your brain. Anyway, I just find all that stuff totally fascinating. Yeah, I feel like it, it really, um, at least for us, if we're able to f have fulfilling lives, that definitely at least was stopping me. Definitely. Huge barrier. <laughs> 
Well, that's really cool. I'm uh, glad we got to talk about that. And, and thank you for sharing that because um, I know that, you know, sometimes that can be difficult to talk about. And Although I think you enjoy it, actually, because mm-hmm. um, <laughs> to you it's kind of a fascinating thing, process. So we've got a few more minutes. Um, anything else you're interested in? Um, stuff you're, you're looking forward to? Uh, stuff that's really cool in your life? memories you have that you really enjoy i mean you can take this ship any direction you want to go it's totally fine can i swear absolutely (laughs) i am pro swearing (laughs) to me swearing cursing is a beautiful form of (laughs) (laughs) self-expression there are some swear words that cannot the connotation of them just cannot be duplicated with gosh or darn it But if you do swear, swear at your brother. Oh. Yeah. That's, yeah. Easy. Yeah, that's because that's easy. <laughs> well, something I'm excited to do, but I don't think I'll be able to do it, at least this summer, is like getting a job because of time. And then also who in the hell would even hire me because I'm only 15. So I'm kind of pitying myself that I was born in August. And like, <laughs> You're pitying wait. yourself. Yeah. I went through the same thing because I, I was born in July. So it's like, oh, yeah. it's really awkward. So it's like. <laughs> Everybody around me is like, I'm already 16. Yeah. Okay. And it, it just doesn't work real well for the whole job finding thing. Because mm-hmm. by the time you turn 16, there's not much of the summer left. So who wants to hire you for like mm-hmm. half a month? before you go back to school sort of thing. And then, well, and then also you're doing your, it's hard because you're doing your driving class um, so you can get your driver's license later in the year. It's all an investment right now. I yeah, exactly. It's an investment right now, but it's kind of frustrating. Grateful. <laughs> yeah. Try to be grateful. <laughs> um, yeah, that's right. It builds character. <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately, you're stuck in this kind of like the word you used, investing for the future. Um, but you can't really get on with things the way you want to. Yeah. And then you're going to be working with Cody on his film, uh, spending some hours slaving away in the sun and then going to uh, the driver's school, maybe looking into jobs. But realistically, it's I mean, you'd like to get something like, you know, if you could find a bakery that you could work in, that would be cool just to see if it's something you might even be interested in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just realized yesterday, that, like, I always watch, like, on YouTube and things, like, videos of people that work at, like, Starbucks or Dairy Queen and mm-hmm. them putting together. Um, I've always loved, you know, decorating and so them putting together, like, ice cream cakes and things. And, oh, awesome. And it just looks so awesome. So I was like... And, you know, Dairy Queen is one of those fast food places, mm-hmm. so it's like, maybe they, maybe like next summer they could hire me. So, like, that would be awesome, and it's pretty close, and close to school, and close to home. The Dairy Queen in Shelton doesn't sell ice cream cakes, because they're that small, and they have mm-hmm. such a bad, like, oh, yeah. that would be so much fun. And so, that's, yeah, uh, that's part of the problem in a small <laughs> town like we do, is there's not a ton of opportunities. Uh, there's some, but... I mean, probably the perfect thing would be working a little bakery, but there's not a lot of those around here either. I have to start my own. Yeah, start your own. But obviously you want to work in one to see if you... This is part of the whole finding yourself thing too, is trying things. Like before you set your whole goal in life to own a bakery, you're very wise to like be like, well, let me try it first. Maybe I'll hate it. And maybe there's something about it that I'll just totally hate, which happens. And then maybe I don't want to own my own bakery. So I... 
don't have to do that for 10 years of saving money and, you know, it kind of frees you in a way. But also maybe you try it and you're like, oh, damn it. I do really like this, (laughs) which means, damn it, I'm going to have to work really hard to save money for my own bakery. But it's also really cool to find that kind of thing. This has been a real pleasure. And uh, I really thank you for spending time with me today and uh, sharing really interesting things. Anything else uh, before we wrap up? Mm. Well, I'd love to do more of these with you. These are, this is fun. Good, like, I, good. This is my favorite subject. Good, <laughs> cool. Really, and I'm excited to like read your book. And, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, it's not totally finished yet, but it's in the process. It's it's almost finished. It's pretty much there. I just got to, actually doing these podcasts is one of the final things I got to do. I've been working on the website, trying to get it kind of looking decent and the Putting up these podcasts is sort of one of the final things I want to do to make it something that I can refer to in my book. So it's kind of a catch-22, like, I'll finish the book, but it refers to the website. But the website's not done. So anyway, it actually works out because then I do it in cycles. So I do the editing of the book for, you know, a couple months, and then I get tired of that, and um, I finish that. And then I do the website for a couple months, and then it allows me to come back to the book fresh. And then I can edit it more clearly as though I'm a first-time reader of it, sort of. And then I just make that better. And then I go back to the website. That's what I'm doing right now is taking a break from the book and working on the website, including these podcasts. And then I'll go back to the book. And eventually it will be totally ready for you to read. Although you're welcome to read it anytime you want. But anyway, again, thank you very much for joining us. And... It's been a real pleasure, and we'll probably do this a few more times at least. Uh, So, geez, try to think of something interesting to say next time. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Yeah, no. No, I won't. All right. Well, I'll still interview you because you're a pleasure to have. And um, I guess that's it. Um, Thank you again, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Mm -hmm.